the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on July 6, 2022. So we just passed uh, Insurrection Day. I mean, uh, <laughs> Independence Day, rather. Insurrection Day. Okay. <laughs> but uh, um, I tell you, we, we're just, uh, uh, you know, stumbling through uh, blunder after blunder of Biden's, and we'll get into a few of those in the show. But before we do that, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. And boy, aren't those pilots in demand nowadays, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> and uh, my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. Uh, so, anyways, uh, let's let's get to some of uh, some of the crazy stuff that's going on. So, Biden is once again reintroducing uh, the Democrats' big flaws of of trying to open up the filibuster again. I guess he, he he didn't learn from it the first time when they opened it up and it it uh it bought the Republicans a few extra Supreme Court justices and so now he's talking about doing it so that he can get some kind of federal abortion law in. Um but if there's no filibuster then once the Democrats lose power they're very likely to be able to keep the Republicans from doing what they want to do. <laughs> on abortion law. So I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about this? I mean, it's, it's just Biden playing checkers, I guess, when everybody else is playing chess. I mean, uh, these, pe- these people seem to lack lack any sense of intelligence. Okay. Now, the last time this whole deal about the filibuster came around, Harry Reid wanted to put some um, um, appeal court judges on the um on mostly on the DC on the DC Court of Appeal, which is one of the most influential of the courts, probably the most influential of the courts of the appeals courts. Harry Reid wanted to do that. Well, Harry Reid is now is now dead, is now deceased. He wanted to do that. So they they carve out this exception for for um, for just for the appeals courts, for the appeals court, and he was able to pack the um the DC court. You know, he put in a bunch of the um of the nominees. Got them confirmed and all that, and then lo and behold, um, Scalia died, and and Obama gave brought up um, um brought up um Merrick Garland, who is now the Attorney General. He nominated him, but Mitch McConnell, the Republicans who were in charge by now, Mitch McConnell said no. We're gonna wait until the election. He waited until the election. Well, lo and behold, Trump won. Well, so the Republicans were exactly what. Harry Reid did. They killed the filibuster for um, for Supreme Court justices also. And what happened? Trump ended up putting three Supreme Court uh, just justices on the court. And now we having all these rules which they don't like. All these rulings and decisions that they don't like. People on the right tend to like them. I do. Most of the rulings so far, I'm very comfortable with them. But this is what's wrong with these people. They love to talk about how the courts are illegitimate because 
it does not give the give the rulings the decisions that they like when the election came about when we had the um the the, the 20 um, 2020 election and trump went to court and nearly all of his cases were thrown out Biden and company was talking about, oh, our results were affirmed by the courts. All the left was talking about, oh, they were affirmed by the courts. But now that the courts are giving decisions that they don't like, all of a sudden, you know what? The courts are illegitimate. I think there's an H word that Tim and I have agreed that we're not going to use. But there's an H word that's quite appropriate right now. <laughs> Has well, it ever not yeah, been appropriate yeah. for Biden? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I think the answer to that question, are, are Democrats this short-sighted? I think the answer is yes. And I don't think they care. I think maybe they uh, just enjoy changing the rules of the game in the middle of the game. And then they, you know, what to us when it's to their advantage. And they, I think in the back of their heads, they just think, and then when it comes back to bite us, we'll just change the rules back. Yeah. I think that's what they think. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> But the answer well, is yes. They're they're going to do whatever they want to do. Well, Tim, it, it worked for them with, uh, you know, the the riots of twenty twenty. What was it? Twenty twenty twenty. Yes, and and then you know the Republicans have their one riot on <laughs> January sixth, and suddenly the rules all change. Oh yes, man. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. All yeah, of a sudden, the, you know. These people were burning down our cities. They left. Black Lives Matter and all of these people burning down our cities. Nobody cared. Nobody cared about that. But Trump and, and his people, well, these Trump supporters, they entered the Capitol. Oh, my goodness gracious. We had an insurrection. We had an insurrection. People were killed. We even had a small section of, um, of Seattle seceded from the United States or from, or from the city of of, 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 of of Seattle seceded. Listen to this. We fought a whole civil war because some states seceded. We have a bunch of people seceded. They're walking around with guns. And oh, this fool of a mayor up there was talking about the sum of love. Yeah. Oh, the sum of love. Unbelievable. Yeah. With with the blessings of the mayor, no less, and of course the uh, uh, not all those people's businesses necessarily wanted to go with them. <laughs> they, they went along for the ride, whether they liked it or not, and had a whole bunch of strange-looking people with guns standing outside yeah. the door, telling them they're the new police in town. <laughs> these, are the people, uh, these are the people who are talking about defunding the police, and these are the people who tell us we should not have guns. But they allow these people yeah. who seceded from the United States or seceded from the city of Seattle, they allow them to walk around with guns and end up killing some innocent people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and also remember that in in the uh, the total the the terrible insurrection of January sixth, the people were invited to go into the Capitol by the Capitol Police themselves. Yeah, there's video. There's video on this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. where they actually come on, come this way, come this way. <laughs> so the insurrectionists were uh, invited by the defenders. Essentially, that's what you want us to believe. Yeah. Well, you, you know what's so funny too about that whole Seattle thing is that they had a police force there, you know, just a, a makeshift police force of about, I don't know, 20 people or something that just, you know, led by some gang leader. 
know, where they were walking around with guns and yeah. in the space. And, and remember, all this started because they were worried about police violence with, you yeah. know, people yeah. who hadn't been, you know, proven guilty in a court of law, essentially, you know, just suspects. Right. And yeah. in the space of about four weeks or so. The, those 20 police wound up killing about three or four people. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what they were protesting. And they literally yeah. were, were showed that they, uh, <laughs> well, speaking of governments who really, you know, uh, have a hard time struggling to, uh, uh, you know, do anything right, or certainly uh, demonstrate to us how, how wrong. Um, in California, the idea for fighting Inflation is to throw more money at it. <laughs> so, uh, Gavin Newsom uh, is going to start sending out checks to uh, all of us. And, you know, I guess we're living here, so I, I suppose we'll be getting those checks, all of us. But, uh, you know, gosh, it's uh, uh, you talk about just wrong headed ideas for uh, fighting inflation, just, uh, you know, ruining more price signals and sending out you know, thousand dollar checks to people to uh, get through the inflation. It's kind of like uh, the the whole school uh, debt issue, you know, uh, oh God, school's getting more expensive. What are we going to do? Oh, we'll throw more government money at it. That'll solve the problem. <laughs> what do you guys think well, about this? I mean, it just sounds. Well, uh, I, I, I did a lot of research preparation for this. Uh, it was much as I had my time allotted. Uh, to uh, find out what, where does this money go uh, when, you know, it's in a surplus uh, and, uh, you know, is there an account that it goes to, what, you know, what type of an account and so on and so forth. Of course, there is something and, that, you know, does, does checks get cash and they're put into the general fund or the, the coffers of the California state government. I don't know where that is. I can't find it for the life of me. Maybe Leon knows off the top of his head, but the point i was trying to do uh to to make about this whole thing is first of all th this is already tax money that they confiscated from us yes. and so it's um for in that respect you know, I, I divide money up into two types either it's new money brand newly printed with no um you know of course it's all fiat currency but i mean it's is brand new printed money new stuff that's never been printed before and then boom it gets spent by the government right into whatever it is now in california they don't have a printing press they don't have a central bank so they can't do that however they received 26 billion dollars in federal funds i don't know if that was just last year or the year before but so you could say that all that money was brand new money so you can say that they're returning some of that brand new money, or you can say that they're just returning the old money that was already uh, in the possession of the taxpayer before it was taxed away from them and into the um, state coffers. So uh, in that sense, it's non-inflationary if it's the old money. If it's the new money, it is, but it's already been, it's just new money that's already been factored in to the, or its effect has been felt by the inflationary pressures on the economy already. And it's just finally making its way into the hands of the people. So, um, you know, I, this is a roundabout way of, of saying, I'm kind of on the fence as to whether this is truly inflationary or whether it's, it's just simply changing the, uh, the possessor of the money back to its original person that earned it that taxpayer what do you think leon 
Well, uh, to the extent I, I see a point, Tim, but to the extent that money is fungible, because California do, uh, do receive does receive quite a lot of federal funds, and they did. They, you are right; they did receive a chunk of money. I think it was last year, actually, about that twenty-six billion you you were speaking about. They did receive that from the federal government, which was newly printed. So. Yeah. If you think about money as being fungible, you can see where the inflationary effect could occur. But you are right. Mm -hmm. There's only one saving grace in all of this, that that California itself does not have a printing press where they could be printing dollars, right? These all these fake Thankfully. dollars. Yeah, thank, <laughs> yes, we will thank, we will thank, we thank, thank the good Lord for that. But, but that money... That money could still have a inflationary effect because money is fungible. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that this dollar came from the federal government or that dollar came from the California taxpayer. But this is this is just socialism at its worst to start with, okay? Because they're taking money money away from us, the working, and well, maybe some of the middle class too, and yeah, maybe some of the poor too, and they're just returning it. They're just distributing it to everybody. This is socialism, okay? This is socialism. We don't need we don't need another stimulus check to suppose to supposedly you know um, oh my goodness gracious we're gonna go spend it money and everything is gonna be nice and wonderful. This is gonna increase demand anyway. You're increasing demand. You're gonna have some inflationary effect from the increase in demand. If demand is increased and there's not no change in in supply, of course, then it will have some price effects and that price effect will be inflationary. So they're not doing anything for us, okay? They're not doing anything for us except buying votes. That's what they're doing. Well, so you're, you're saying that if it was for sure exactly that person's tax money that was returned to them, then you're okay with it. But if, but in this case, it seems like you know the predominant uh, payers of California state income uh, tax is the rich. So you're saying yeah. they're transferring wealth from the rich to all the general population, mainly poor people in or lower income people, you know. That, that's in, what they're doing. They, they, they even Is that have, what you're they, saying? Yes. If you look at the okay. um, the description of what they're going to do, there um, yeah. are limits on, on, on income limits on who could get this, um, this so-called stimulus. Well, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Yeah. In that sense, you're, you're absolutely right. And uh, but it's uh, I still am, am on the fence about its inflationary aspect. And again, it's only in my in my mind, it's only due to whether it's old money or new money. So, for example, you take old money, some rich guy earned something. He had a, a, a rich guy had a business and he earned a bunch of profits in the California state taxed away a portion of his profits. Okay, that's still old money. Okay, then they turned around and they gave that money to poor people and just said, okay, we don't, we're not going to spend it on infrastructure or the schools or any of our pet projects. We're going to give it back to these poor people. So in that and, and in that sense, you would say that the poor people are have a tendency to spend it right into the <clears throat> right into the economy. So in that in that sense, it 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 would be maybe partially inflationary because it's going from someone that would invest it somewhere else, probably right. more of a long-term investment, like in a stock or, or such. 
and and somebody that's going to go out and spend it on groceries and and gas and things like that. So right. So in that that sense, it might have that inflationary push, well, to, even though it's all old yeah. money. It, yeah. It's kind of a distortion in the economy because what it's doing, I, I think, is it's shifting it towards the goods that everybody is concerned about going up, and that's literally what they're trying to give them the money to buy more of. So, right. you know, the, right. the right. idea is, I mean, right. that the, the price signal is telling us to conserve if it's going up, right? I mean, that's that's kind of literally what it's trying to do is tell us there's something that's. And so, you know, maybe maybe we have to cack on whatever that is we're using instead of, hey, let's shovel some more money into your hand to yeah, go buy more exactly, of it. So, yeah. so I, I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you, Tim, though, in principle, it, because it's the state and they're not printing money, it's not changing the net amount of money. Maybe the speed of money is changing a little bit for one reason or another. But, right. yeah. but otherwise, yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, speaking of of, gosh, printing money. Uh, you know, and I know who would love to have the uh, a money printer. Uh, you know, Gavin Newsom certainly would, but apparently the military <laughs> has a problem with their printers. They they literally uh, have these overruns with contractors where apparently uh, they are are listing some of the printers at one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> some of these budgetary things. So I guess there's confusion between the, the contractors are saying the printers cost, you know, a few hundred bucks. Apparently the military is listing them on their inventories at like a million dollars a printer. I mean, so, you know, yes, yeah, so you wonder where all this stuff goes. And, and I mean, I'm wondering, I mean, are they just selling million dollar printers? Cause I think they can print billions with them. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> oh, oh, it was, it was suggested just recently that this is how, um, the government uh, hides its 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 uh, black operations, you know, those that are off the books. So they 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 say this thing costs a million dollars, but really truly it costs maybe a few hundred dollars, and then the rest of the money go to some R and D project somewhere without anybody knowing it. I don't want to be conspiratorial because I don't follow these sort of conspiratorial logic, but they're saying this is how money is shifted around without 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 accountability. But I I I, I don't believe that. But anyway. Since the beginning of time, since the beginning of time, government have always been inefficient at handling the taxpayers' money. And we don't have good accounting systems to take care of that because the people who are handling the money is not their money. So they don't have to care about it. So when I deal with my little thousand dollars or my two hundred or three hundred dollars, I'm gonna care about it. Okay. But when they're dealing with my two hundred dollars, which I pay to them through taxes. They don't have to care about it because it's not their money. So since the beginning of time, governments have been doing this. And they're just continuing the process, that nasty process of using other people's money for all sorts of things that they're not supposed to be using it for. And just, and just destroying the value of the currency that is being used to pay for goods and services in the United States. Yeah, good, good point. Um, yeah, uh, you know, as far as... Um, purposely hiding uh, certain budgetary line items like black ops or something like that uh, or not, you know, I don't have, I'm not privy to that information one way or another for sure. Um, it's potentially logical, but the, uh, the main thing is I have friends that, that aren't flying the flight hours they need uh, to stay current in, in aircraft, military aircraft as mm. fighter pilots and the like. Um, 
and you can just that, that's just common knowledge that the the hours average hours per month has has dropped off quite a bit in preparation for to prepare our pilots and keep them current and that's just one little example um and then you know maybe this is why the founders didn't like standing army because they're going to buy million dollar printers in the future they, <laughs> they they've presciently uh, forecast with a crystal ball but yeah. uh, uh but meanwhile the marine corps is just you know they're just the bad you know the the evil stepchild and they just uh sit there and do you know make do with with their little crumbs that they get yes. and i don't think they're buying 1.1 million dollar printers um you know they they can barely get along and but they do and you know they still do the job so you know i don't know uh this this is what happens when you have this massive leviathan of government and it's it just sucks the life out of the economy and everything else yes and in in so many different ways this is just probably one little tiny way uh that you have this massive amount of fraud waste and abuse in, in this uh, leviathan uh gigantic enormous government great god almighty great god government that we um and especially those on the left love to feed yeah you know and to add, <laughs> and to add, and to add insult to injury we give these people trillions of dollars of tax uh trillions of dollars of tax dollars every year to, to manage to manage you know whatever we need they need to do in terms of running the the federal government and the state government we give up so much of our money okay and you know these people still talk about it's not enough they're still talking about they have certain people not paying their fair share well do something about the fraud and the waste and abuse that is going on within the federal government and let's see us actively let us see us that you are actively doing something about those things and then you could talk about people paying more don't be having people you spending million dollars supposedly on on a printer and then telling us we're not paying our fair share so what the hell will be our fair share you want a two million dollar printer is that what you want God, think what the ink cartridges cost for that thing. <laughs> I mean, gee, you know, usually that's the loss leader, the printer. Yeah, yeah, the printer is mean, the loss leader, exactly. Imagine too the the budgetary supervisor on this. You know, they're just rubber stamping these things to say a million dollars a printer. Yeah. <laughs> that's got me good and triggered, Tim. What, what what's on store for oh, good guys with oh, guns God. right now? Yeah, well, we got we got another. <laughs> We got another old guy versus young guy again. Um, this guy, his nickname is Lurch. So, uh, and this guy's even older than I am. So, uh, and this happened back in April, April 4th. There's Lurch. That's not a very good picture of him. But anyway, um, a 74 year old man living in Akron, Ohio, told police he shot a teenager multiple times. Yeah, I think you got above that. I think you got a yeah. better picture of Lurch. No, yeah. maybe not. Right here. Oh, there he is. Yeah, he does kind of yeah, look yeah, like Lurch. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, multiple times after he broke into his home last week, the homeowner asked not, <laughs> oh, asked to be identified by his nickname of Lurch, told Fox 8 Cleveland the home invasion happened around 7.30 in the morning, March 29th. Oh, well, I guess it happened in March. He said he opened fire when the team came crashing through his front glass door. The hurt teen rolled down the steps to the basement where he allegedly grabbed a shovel. I shot him again, Lurch said. He then kept an eye on the intruder until police arrived. 
As far as I know, I hit him three times. The suspect is reportedly a whopping 16 years old. Most would agree that within reason, someone has a right to defend themselves. So in that, so in that case, someone, wait a minute. Uh, I just copied and pasted this thing. Someone broke into his house and, and that he's confronted with an unknown person uh, with an unknown motive. All those things will be taken into consideration. Lieutenant Michael Miller, spokesperson for the Akron Police, told WKYC. The teen was treated on scene and then taken to a hospital. Lurch believes the teen may have chosen his own because his truck is currently in the shop instead of the, of the driveway like it usually is. Fooled him, didn't I? Lurch asked. Lurch said he always keeps a firearm close by because he's been shot several times in the past and his home <laughs> has been broken into before. Maybe he means he was shot at several times. I don't know. Yeah. but Or maybe he has been shot several times. He is, after all, Lurch. Lurch. <laughs> and 74 years of age. So, hey, yeah. who knows? He might have been shot several times. Yeah, yeah. yeah after all that time. <laughs> well, <Pardon it>, <laughs> better that the, the the good guy with the gun is still on his feet, though. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Yes, so, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, a sixteen-year-old better change his ways if he wants to make it to seventeen. <laughs> I suppose. <so. laughs> well, speaking of old lurching guys who wonder how they stay on their feet that takes us to our knucklehead noise patrol and uh well we got our favorite knucklehead back again and that is uh oh gosh let's see i gotta get this uh image off the screen here uh that is mr biden so let's see where is the ah there it is uh so uh apparently joe biden <laughs> Was was and yeah, I mean he, Joe Biden's gotten to the point where he's literally blaming the gas station owners, and he, he said you know for the high price of gas, which is just absurd, you know. And 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 here's the tweet that he put out this last Saturday. He said, um, "My message to companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the prices you are charging at the pump to reflect the price or the cost." you're paying for the product and do it now yeah Jeez, it's just just so ridiculous maybe we could keep the image just a second because that got called out by jeff bezos who said ouch you know those the uh, owner of amazon he said inflation is far too important a problem for the white house to keep making statements like this it's either head misdirection or a deep mis understanding a basic market dynamic yes joe biden is functionally illiterate with economics <laughs> tell us something we didn't know uh, what do you guys yeah. think about this obviously obviously joe biden believes in santa claus right obviously okay because he thinks yeah. that you know how santa claus has come and he you know whether you've been good or bad he still give you a gift he think he could just these gas station owners could just be santa claus and they could just give us a gift that day they just get up in the morning and they say, well, we're going to charge them $10 a day so we can do that. You know, if there's no such thing as supply and demand concept in this mind, in, in the head of Joe Biden. Obviously, it is Santa Claus setting the prices and Santa Claus could make them lower these prices and everything will be nice and wonderful in the utopia of Santa Claus. This man is insane, illiterally insane. It's just, he's illiterate and insane. I don't know what else to say about Joe Biden. How he won the presidency <laughs> beyond me. 
Yeah, what do you got to say? I like that part. <laughs> yeah, well, gas gas stations have razor thin margins. There, there's no yes. way they have room to play around with that that kind of thing. And you know, so once again, it just shows how far uh, out of touch somebody that's been working for, under government uh, at government his entire life has become. They're completely divorced from reality that you and I happen to live every day. Sure. Unfortunately, we have to live in reality and our time is ticking off for this show, Uh, but uh, we're going to be back for the next one pretty shortly. So uh, until then, um, stay free and check us out for the next one. Indeed. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, always. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast.